the official podcast of the Chillicothe Paints. This is Horsin' Around. The latest inside information from the Paints and the Prospect League. Now, here's the voice of Paints Baseball, Jacob Wise. Welcome into another edition of Horsin' Around, a Chillicothe Paints baseball podcast. I know it's been a couple of weeks. The travel situation last week with being on the road and things just a little bit too difficult to try to get a podcast out for you last week. So we're happy to be back this week. And the last time we talked, the uh, Paints were still in the midst of a long win streak that eventually reached 13 games, tying a prospect league record. Couldn't quite get it to 14 games as they lost to Champion City a couple of Sundays ago, and then things got tough very quickly last week for the Paints. Injuries piled up. Riley Priest, who had been out injured already, hopefully though for the Paints, should be back soon. Mitchell Vincent had already been injured. Then Nathan Rose, Jimmy Allen, Josh Jackson, all uh, season-ending injuries. Then Isaac Bear in Johnstown got hit by a bat, swung by a batter, hit him right in the glove, knocked his glove off, his hand Popped up really a big swelling. They took him to the hospital, fortunately, and everybody swore in the dugout that he his hand was broken in many places. He was done, not going to be able to play the rest of the season. Fortunately, gets the x-rays. They come back negative, and uh, as long as he has no pain, which he says he has no pain, once his hand is kind of done swelling and back to a normal size and he can fit it back into his glove and squeeze his glove, then Isaac will be be able to play again for the Paints here very soon. Then there was a little bit of a a bug going around the team, and Ben Gabor got sick, and so he kind of was knocked out for two or three games, and that put the Paints down to just nine position players available for several days. Uh, So all those guys have been playing every single game for the last week plus. They're tired. Reinforcements are on the way, but uh, only a couple of them have been signed so far. Hopefully, here this week, as the Paints will try to make a little bit of a playoff push this week with a whole bunch of home games, which we will talk about in a little bit. So the Paints lost five games in a row after the win streak came to an end. You have all the injuries, and then you go up against uh, the Johnstown Mill Rats, who have become one of the toughest teams right now in the Prospect League, save for maybe Lafayette. The Mill Rats got a couple of uh, big hitters from the University of Tennessee. They also signed four new pitchers. So they are playing really well right now. They're scoring a ton of runs. They were already a pretty good hitting team. They've gotten bolstered a little bit on the pitching standpoint. They play pretty well defensively. One of the you know top half of the league in errors as far as defensive play. So Johnstown's a different team than they were in the first half of the season. And that's why they lead in the second half standings right now in the Ohio River Valley Division. During that five-game losing streak for the Paints, though, scoring less than three runs per game, still hit for average, but 80% of the Paints' hits during those five games were all singles, which again tells me tired bodies, tired legs. They're still making contact. They're still getting the barrel to the ball, but they're just, they don't have the, the middle and the uh, legs to really drive the ball to the gaps right now or hit the ball over the fence, or at least they didn't last week during that five-game losing skid. And they gave up some big innings. Uh, Pitchers trying to compensate for a tired offense, an offense that you know they've seen not scoring a a ton of runs over the last few games during that stretch. And it's kind of the way things were in the beginning of the season for the Paints. The offense wasn't scoring runs. 
The pitchers felt like they had to kind of make up for that and compensate for that, and it didn't work out very well for them. So the uh, ERA kind of shot up a little bit as the pitchers were understanding that they knew they had to go up and put up a small number on the scoreboard, and you combine that with the fact that Johnstown has been swinging the bat really well, that makes it uh, tough on the pitchers. So the five-game losing streak, though, does come to an end in a big way Saturday night in Johnstown in a 19-7 win. Paints took the early lead, and then Johnstown immediately took it back in the bottom of the first inning. They hit two home runs, including a two-run homer by Ben Newbert, who, by the way, is hitting better than 500 uh, as he nears 20 games played, so a legit 500 batting average for that guy. So Johnstown takes the lead right back. Then the Paints score a couple of runs immediately. They go up 5-3. to three. Then they score again. They go up 7-3. to three. And then all of a sudden, Johnstown scores four runs to tie this game uh, back on Saturday at 7-7. Seven to seven. And you're thinking, oh no, here we go again. But the Paints right back again immediately grabbed the lead back with a sixth run inning. And then they answered with another big inning, a five-run inning. And so Chillicothe went up big, never uh, let... Johnstown score again that night, and eventually with a 19-7 win, the Paints hit five doubles. They hit a triple. Trey Smith hit a home run over the tall wall and, and net in left field, and hopefully that'll give the Paints some momentum going into this week. Colin Summerhill in that game, uh, he had a really good week, going four for five. He had two runs scored, drove in three in that game. Uh, top four in the order in that game, Summerhill, Drew Wilson, Alex Ludwig, Kent Reeser, all with three RBI games. Trey Smith drove in four runs out of the nine spot in the lineup. I know John Penn, the Paints manager, putting Trey down in that nine spot to try to get him some fastballs. He was having some tired legs and uh, trying to get him going again. And boy, did uh, that work in that one. By the way, we mentioned Kent Reeser. He is on a 21-game on-base streak right now. Kent uh, tied for the sixth longest on-base streak this season in the Prospect League at 21 games. It's the fourth longest active streak heading into games on Tuesday. Started back in June on the 6th of June. Reeser hitting 366 during the streak with five doubles, a triple, and three home runs. He's also walked 23 times and has an on-base percentage during this last 21 games of 545. So, been telling you on the broadcast for the past few weeks that Kent Reeser not only is hitting the ball well, but he's getting on base, he's taking walks, he's getting hit by pitch, and he's done a really, really good job. And that just goes to show you he's been on base now in 21 straight games. By the way, the longest active streak belongs to O'Fallon's Brett Johnson, who has reached base safely in 24 straight games, dating back to June 2nd. Andrew Stone from the Cape Catfish owns the longest on-base streak in the Prospect League this season. It's not active, though. But Stone reached base in 30 straight games from June 2nd to July 6th. Over five games this past week, the Paints hit 258, so down a little bit over the uh, previous couple of weeks. And again, we mentioned the tired legs, but a 258 average over the past five games last week. 10 doubles, a triple, four home runs. Colin Summerhill had a good week. He hit 400 for the Paints, eight hits, 20 trips, five RBIs for Summerhill. Kent Reeser continues to swing the bat well. He hit 368 last week with three doubles and three driven in. Drew Wilson played in four games and hit 357 with a double and a home run, and he drove in four. And Drew Wilson, by the way, that home run that he hit at VA Memorial Stadium had a bunch of family 
at the ballpark, kind of on the corner of the deck out behind third base. And, you know, Drew hits the home run. It's his first of the season. As he's rounding third, kind of points out to his family, who's all leaning over the side of the deck, cheering big. It was really cool. I think Drew said, too, that he had an, an uncle there or somebody in his family that hadn't seen him play baseball in, in several years. So a really cool moment there. Trey Smith also had a good week. He hit 353 with a double and a home run, and he drove in five, and he scored six times in five games over the past week for the Paints. In nine games so far in the month of July, the Paints have the second best batting average at 301. Only Johnstown is better in the month at 315. But the pitching for the Paints has dipped a little bit this month, and as I mentioned earlier, maybe trying to compensate a little bit too much for the tired legs of that offense who has uh, struggled to score a little bit here over the last couple of weeks. The Paints pitching here in the month of July currently owns a 6.21 ERA. Uh, While they were pretty good last month, throwing up a 4.91 ERA as a team in June. So uh, a pretty big jump there from 4.91 to 6.21. But hopefully with uh, a couple of days off, obviously the the Monday off day and then Sunday being rained out, hopefully that'll uh, help out with the paints offensively and also with a couple of reinforcements coming in to to give the paints an opportunity to give guys a day of rest here or there. So turning to this coming week, the paints do have a busy week, two double headers on the schedule due to makeup games. Tuesday, the paints host the Lafayette Aviators, the prospect league's top team since pretty much day one. It's the third meeting between the two teams. The paints won one. The Aviators beat the paints at VA Memorial Stadium back on opening night. Also, Tuesday, tonight, if you're listening to this podcast as it uh, came out on the day it came out, it is Dime a Dog Night. So hot dogs of just 10 cents. Big thank you to Just Meats and Heiner's Bakery for this annual promotion. Wednesday night, the Paints head down to Beckley, West Virginia to play the Miners on the only road trip of the week. It's the first of uh, back-to-back doubleheaders for Chillicothe. West Virginia and the Paints will play each other. Uh, They'll finish a game on Wednesday night and then play a seven inning game. So there's a, a, a suspended game hanging out out there from earlier in the season. I think it was last month, actually. But this is the next time that the Paints go to West Virginia. So they'll finish that game. The Paints were leading three to two in the third inning with a couple of runners on. So they'll finish that as a nine and then play a seven inning ball game. So uh, that's the doubleheader on Wednesday. Then Thursday, the Paints are back home for another doubleheader again against West Virginia. Two seven-inning games starting at 5.05 on Homeland Credit Union night and draft beer just $1 for Thirsty Thursday. So two games to have the Thirsty Thursday action. What they did last time is they kind of cut the beer sales off at the end of the first game and then uh, didn't start them up again until the second game started. So that way nobody can just be out there drinking for six hours, uh, being a little bit more responsible. But Thirsty Thursday for a doubleheader coming up on Thursday, and the first game in that doubleheader is a remake of the rained-out game from this past Sunday. So the Paints then host West Virginia Friday night for a strikeout stroke night by the Adena Health System, and Saturday, Danville comes to Chillicothe. The first 500 fans, 21 and over, get a free Bud Light keychain, and it's also Party with the Paints featuring Acoustic Poppycock playing live on the deck after the game, sponsored by Budweiser. Also, uh, a great opportunity there on Party with the Paints to chat with Paints players after the game as they'll be out on the deck as well, kind of mingling with the fans there for Party with the Paints for a little while before they head out for the evening. 
Sunday, all kids 12 and under get in for free thanks to Subway on Kids Day. And it's also Cool Treats Night by Dairy Queen. So the first 500 fans will get a cool treat courtesy of Dairy Queen when they walk into the ballpark on Sunday. So again, to recap for the paints, home Tuesday, on the road Wednesday for a doubleheader, home Thursday for a doubleheader, home Friday, home Saturday, home Sunday, into the off day on Monday. So the paints just two games back of first place going into this week and a chance to win a lot of games this week and a chance to do a lot of that damage at home. So hopefully that will help out a lot. Also, as a reminder, our annual Steve Martin Youth Clinic, sponsored by Accurate Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, comes your way this Friday through Sunday, July 16th through 18th, open to kids age 6 through 18. Great, fun opportunity to learn from some of the paints players and the coaches. Each participant gets a camp t-shirt, certificate of completion, a pizza party, and two tickets to a future paints game. For more information and to sign up, you can visit ChillicothePaints.com. And uh, under the community tab, click on baseball clinic. And there's an online form there you can fill out. So chillicothypaints.com, hover over the community tab, a drop down menu will pop up, click on baseball clinic and fill out the form there. And then a paint staff member will contact you for payment. You can also pick up a form at any of the paints games uh, at the beginning of this week. So they'll have those available at the ballpark as well. So again, a big week ahead for the paints. Entering the week, just two games back of first place here in the second half in the Ohio River Valley Division, two games back of the Johnstown Mill Rats. Chillicothe is 4-5 and five this half, 21-17 and 17 overall, but it's really just the second half record that matters. 21-17, and 17, it's nice to look at, but it doesn't mean anything at this point. They didn't win the first half. The only way to get into the playoffs here is to win the second half, or if Champion City were to win the second half to finish in second place. So, Basically, be better than Johnstown, be better than West Virginia, and you're in the playoffs by taking the second half. That's what matters here. Eight chances to win games this week for the Paints because of those two doubleheaders and six of those eight games at VA Memorial Stadium. So the week sets up nicely before the Paints spend the final two-plus weeks of the regular season mostly on the road. Joining us this week on Horsin' Around at Chillicothe Paints Baseball Podcast is Paints pitcher Jake Norris. Thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jacob. What's your summer been like so far? Man, it's uh, consisted of a lot of hacky sack and a whole new baseball experience. So it's been a really fun time, and I'm really honored and appreciative that I'm here right now. Have you done the summer ball gig before or just at a different level? Or Yeah, just Central Ohio Leagues. So this is the first time I've been kind of out of Columbus playing, you know, all over the Midwest, really. So it's been a really cool experience. You don't necessarily uh, get quite the same experience as all the position players, too, where they're on every single road trip and all those things. But, you know, what's it like showing up and, you know, maybe playing <laughs> until 10 or 11 o'clock at night and then hopping on a, on a charter bus at 10 o'clock the next morning to go somewhere else to play? All right. Well, I guess I'm definitely thankful that uh, throughout this whole entire trip we have food provided you know, after every game. So that's definitely makes everything a lot better. But yeah, it's definitely, it's like you're getting the, what life would be like experience if you went and played past college, because you know, that's how it'll be. You'll go play somewhere and then you go drive a few hundred miles to another place and do it all over again. So I'm really excited to continue to go on this crazy ride. So 
you go out on the field, say there's <clears throat> 1,500, 2,000, 3,000, maybe 4,000 people here. Does that make you nervous or are you just, you know, you kind of block it out once the game starts? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, one opening night when Zach Kendall uh, broke his elbow or whatever in the top of the first day and I came in, bases loaded, uh, no outs with a 2-0 count on the guy. That was definitely not a very comfortable <laughs> comfortable situation, but I'd say as I've pitched in front of more people more and more, it's kind of just normal now, and it doesn't really affect me as much. But that first experience was definitely like, all right, well, welcome to the Prospect League, and we're here now, and this is real. So, Have you all gotten to the point to where now it's just fun to show up and, and be in front of all these people that came to watch you guys play? Oh, yeah, it's so fun, and the community in Chillicothe is just so awesome. I've never seen anything like that you know this amount of people coming to watch a bunch of college guys play is just really awesome and we all really appreciate how much the community gives back to us and provides us with this amazing opportunity we have so talk to me about your your college experience so far you're at muskingum how'd you end up there yeah so actually me and my buddy got uh, recruited to go there and uh it's been a great time i've been there for three years i'll be a senior next year and just the team we have there, we all just are best buds and we bond really well and we've all grown together and it's just been a great time. But this, obviously, I've never played in front of this many people, so this is definitely a much different experience than playing there, but just in a different way. What's your major? Conservation science. So what would you like to do with that when you're done? So I'll probably go work for Fish and uh, Wildlife or the EPA or Ohio Division of Natural Resources. What made you want to go into that? So I've always just loved being outdoors, and I loved uh, wildlife, and I loved fishing, and I never wanted to, you know, stray too far from that. So with a career in that field, I can kind of keep being around that kind of stuff. So that's kind of it. <clears throat> Find some good fishing holes while you've been down here this summer? Oh, yeah. Me and Isaac Bear, the catcher, and uh, Kent Reeser have found a few good places around here, so it's been a best of both worlds experience care to divulge or is that your your nah, big that, secret now yeah i don't think i'll tell anybody about that <laughs> who's your uh, are you with the host family no i commute from uh columbus every okay. day actually okay yeah you and and <coughs> several guys from yeah basically uh, the hilliard area right yep dockman and gaber and uh mitch milhan he's from pal so did you play with any of those guys or were they at the different Hilliard schools? Yeah, I played with uh, against Gaber all the time. He went to our rival school, so we kind of joke around about that a little bit. Probably rather have him on your team than <clears throat> against you, right? Yes, I just remember at the beginning of the year when he was kind of in a cold streak, I was telling everybody, I was like, man, I've played with this guy for years and he has always hit the crap out of the ball, so it's shown now, huh? Yeah, absolutely. He's swinging <laughs> the bat really well. Have your uh, because you're you're close by. You're not you know one of these players that's maybe from another state or whatever. Have your parents been able to to come and, and catch a few ball games? Oh yeah, my mom and dad are able to come to a lot of games, and my girlfriend's always at these games, and it's been awesome that I have their support. You know, even when I'm not playing, they just love being here. Like you said, this awesome atmosphere we have. Now. Do they go to a lot of games when you're playing in college? Because it's not that far either, right? No, it's like an hour and 20. Yeah, I'm very lucky and have the ability for them to come to all my games. So it's been awesome. They couldn't ask for anything else. What is about this experience that you can take into your senior year of college? Man, I'll just remember how fun it was to play uh, in front of all these people and use it for motivation, you know, to get past college ball so that I can keep playing in front of crowds like this and getting that exposure 
and just maybe a learning lesson to know that you know you never know who's watching especially here with all these people so i'll never take a second on the field for granted you know yeah and and i think you know something that i've talked about with guys like you know alex ludwig is it's not like when a guy walks up to the plate in the summer he has a big sign on his chest that says d1 probably getting drafted or yeah. D3 or JUCO or whatever it is, is, right. it, is it kind of fun to just see everybody thrown into the same pot and see that guys can play at every level? Yeah, like you said, it's a big melting pot, and you, you see, you know, there's good baseball at every level. And maybe, uh, like, I, for example, I was pitching, and maybe I throw that curveball at the ankle, and Division three level, maybe I get a ground out, but here I get a double off the center <laughs> field wall, and it's just like, all right, I, I see uh, where I stand. So that's been the fun part is seeing – where I match up to everybody, I think. But you can take some of that experience to college too, like when you're figuring out where you want to locate a pitch or wherever you know, hey, I got this guy out Oh yeah. in the summer, maybe <clears throat> that'll play here. Yeah, definitely. I think the thing I've done here most is just try to work on getting in on a fastball with righties because I've struggled with that. So I feel like that's going to be a big carryover to a uh, college ball. What's it been like working with uh, manager John Penn and, and pitching coach Jackson White? And don't worry, nobody else is listening. <laughs> Yeah, Coach Penn and Coach White are awesome dudes. They're very, very passionate about this game, and they really, really just care about, you know, development of all of us as players, and they just want to help us so that when we go back to college, we're in a better spot than when we weren't. What's, uh, you know, it, it, what, what has it been for your team in your mind that has caused the turnaround from a really slow start to the season to really, you know, playing good baseball for a couple of weeks getting back on the, the upside of 500 and, and winning 13 games in a row. Obviously, a little skid. Guys retired. That's going to happen at any point. You guys get another win on Sunday. What is What can you put your finger on for that turnaround that went from struggles early to playing pretty good baseball now? Well, honestly, I think as a team, we've just decided to go out there and just go out there and play. And honestly, we've just been swinging it well ever since – 15 games ago the guys have always been just putting up at least eight runs a game and 10 hits a game and when you do that you're not going to get beat most likely ever and the pitching staff knows that and they know if they just go out there and they just throw strikes at the defense behind them it's going to make plays and that's that's really been it maybe a little bit of hacky sack too <laughs> we started that trend and it seemed to have been uh helping us out so far how, so. how have you done on the hacky sack you know i was pretty me and uh, Feltner were pretty bad at the beginning, but uh, I'd say I got a lot better, and it's helped my uh, foot-eye coordination, I guess. So <laughs> it's helped me a little bit, I guess. You talk about <laughs> the offense scoring some runs. How much does it make it easier for a guy like you or the rest of the pitching staff to go out and kind of take a deep breath and realize, hey, if I give up a run or two here in the first inning or in the third inning or whatever it is, you know that that's not going to be a backbreaker. Oh, yeah, it's – it's unbelievable because you'll be out there pitching, you'll give up, I'll give up three runs, and I'm like, man, like that's that's not good at all. And then the offense will go out there and put up four to put us ahead. It's just like you have no pressure whatsoever. You don't feel like you need to throw a shutout every time. You know that if you're going to throw strikes that your offense is going to put up runs. So that's a great feeling as a pitcher. What's been your favorite part of this experience so far? Meeting all uh, my teammates from all over the place, honestly, and just – learning different perspectives of the game and how each guy does things a little differently and just taking things and whatnot from each uh, and different players that I would have never learned if I didn't come to exactly Chillicothe. How'd you end up here? Yeah, so I got recruited 
two years ago after my freshman year my old uh graduate assistant reached out to menino and i'm pretty sure menino recruited me and i went to menino's batting cage all the time growing up right? yeah because he's kind of he's in that area yeah, right he's menino's grand slam yep mm -hmm. he's not paying me for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously this is it can be not always fun and games and and having a great time. There there are times during the summer where maybe things aren't so fun and things are difficult. You get a little bit tired. What's been the most challenging part of of playing here this summer? Man, honestly, I've loved playing with my team every second of it. But the only thing that has been challenging i'd say was like we talked about earlier was be like you know driving five hours one way to johnstown getting off the bus being stiffer than a board and trying to get ready to throw you know six or seven innings as a starter and that's been it and just probably the sometimes when he said we have a home game after those long road trips that's been hard for me i'd say driving an hour to columbus driving an hour back that's probably been it Hey, honestly you're a tall guy you can't sleep on those buses as easy as some of those guys right like no, jackson no uh, i might have to go on the floor sleeping trend a bunch of guys just lay out across the floor but yeah it's kind of difficult but we make do i'd say yeah absolutely tell me about uh you guys playing a little mafia in the back of the bus that seems to really get you guys going Fires here up. here a couple weeks yeah i don't know who exactly i think the first road trip uh i wasn't on it but somebody started playing that and ever since then that's kind of just been our thing on road trips or in between rain delays or whatever. We play this game called Mafia, basically, where there's uh, Mafia members and towns townies. And uh, <laughs> basically, the Mafia has to kill the townies without anybody finding out who the Mafia is. So it's it's been a, it's definitely a fun uh, brain teaser. It keeps your attention on those long bus rides, like yeah. we said. I was surprised on the way back from uh, Johnstown the other day. We said, do you want to watch movies or anything? And we said, no, we're just going to play Mafia here in the back of the bus for five hours. And yeah. No matter how tired we are, we always seem to <laughs> want to play Mafia. So that's that's funny. We have a good laugh in the front of the bus when you guys uh, really start yelling at each other when, when things get <laughs> down to it. Uh, I, I've heard that a few of you have kind of ruined the games there, t spoiled them towards the end. Oh, yeah. Man, it always seems like I'm a townie and I end up being in the final <laughs> four. And I, they just screaming at me, Norris, don't blow this game again. And I always pick the wrong guy. So that's, that's, been, a, that's been a difficult part of uh, playing that game, I'd say. All right, Jake. Well, we appreciate you coming up here. You're pitching tonight, right? Yeah. Well, good luck in tonight's game and hopefully a, a good paints win. No pressure. Just mm -hmm. go out there and do your thing, what you've been doing the last uh, couple of weeks. And Enjoyed watching you play so far this year and hope you have a good rest of the season. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Absolutely. Jake Norris with us here on Horse and Around. That does it for another edition of Horse and Around, a Chillicothe Paints baseball podcast. Remember, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on a future episode of the podcast, send me an email at jacob at chillicothepaints.com. Until next time, I'm Jacob Wise. Roll paints. <laughs>